Hello, I'm Tara, and you're listening to You Should Write a Book, the podcast. If this really was a book, this would be in the chapter called Reflections, and this section would be called Seeking Spirit. Join me, won't you? I was formed by the Christian doctrine. I drank it all up. I marveled at the history of the documents, the imagery of walking and talking and inspiring people who were met along the way. I was never a literal believer, even after my divinity education taught me how to tie myself into knots, trying to explain the three in one, how the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost were all one entity. But all of these years later, it is not the doctrine that I learned by rote and, to my shame, occasionally preached from the pulpit that I am left with. It is the poetry found within the pages. Listen. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom, and they give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, a raging flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown in it. If one offered love all the wealth of one's house, it would be utterly scorned. I can find spirit here in these words, in this poem of love. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Yes, I can tell you the historical setting and the story of how such words came to be, but I'd rather not. Like pearls on my tongue, they roll perfectly, urging me closer to my heart and out of my head. It is not only in the words that Christians call their scriptures that I find beauty and spirit. I can find them in the call to worship chanted from mosques, in the rhythm and movement of a service at a synagogue, in the stillness of prayers in a Buddhist temple. I believe that spirit does not decide whom to enter. Spirit comes to whoever may call her. For me, you see, none of these things were in conflict with my beliefs. Before and after my ordination, I always understood that although we use different language and different imagery, we were all seeking the same thing. We were seeking connection to something bigger and stronger and more beautiful than ourselves. We were seeking spirit. 
Listen to the words found in the Theragatha or the verses of the elder nuns in the Buddhist tradition. When I left the only home I'd ever known, I thought I'd left everything behind, but I was still carrying all the years of running back and forth and around in circles after this or that. Just sitting still, those circles have broken apart and been carried away by the simple wind blowing in and out. All your old thoughts like snow falling on warm ground. Just sit back and watch. How can we find fault in such beauty or deem the words heretical or less worthy than what we find in our own scriptures? They're so gentle and quiet and flowing. Through these words, we can imagine our own lives caught up in our busyness and carrying the weight of our pasts wherever we go and are invited to let it all go like snow on the ground and watch it melt away. In the silence, in that stillness, there is spirit. Here is one of my favorite poems by Denise Levertov called The Avowal. As swimmers dare to lie face to the sky and water bears them, as hawks rest upon air and air sustains them, so would I learn to attain freefall and float into Creator Spirit's deep embrace, knowing no effort earns that all-surrounding grace. In Denise's words, I find comfort. Creator Spirit, how wonderful. So simple. It articulates our desire to connect, to be connected, to relax into the one who created us. Not all of the ways that I seek to find spirit are simple or happy or romantic even. As someone who feels the pain of those around me as if it was my own, I also find hope and spirit in the rising from the adverse. Maya Angelou is a perfect example. Listen to the words of her famous poem, I Rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? 
don't you take it awful hard. Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I and the dream and the hope of the slave, I rise. I rise, I rise. What wonderful words. I can't imagine that whoever you are or whatever you've been through, you don't find inspiration in the poetry of Maya Angelou. She takes us on a journey from the depths of despair to the cheeky sarcasm of strength and finally to the soaring hope of overcoming those who would seek to keep us down. And in those words, we find spirit, soaring spirit, inspired spirit, rising spirit. In seeking spirit, we are seeking hope after all. We are seeking hope that is beyond our mere humanity, hope in something bigger and stronger and more loving than ourselves. When words help us to delve into the depths of our pain, they can also help us find our way back from it. I'll now share with you some words, the only tool I have to describe my quest for the spirit. I have seen the depths and dwelt there a while that lonely place where love didn't live. I had been blinded by the darkness and seeing no way out, I clutched at anything I could touch. I almost drowned in the tears that spilled out of my eyes and down my cheeks until they too stopped even bothering to come. Friends became fickle, wanting only the happy version of me so they left. I don't blame them. Slowly, oh so slowly, spirit began to shine again. Only a faint glimmer at first, but she promised such warmth, such relief. I thought about entering her warm embrace fully and completely but to do so would require me shedding this body that is my earthly being. So instead, I tried to reopen that home inside of me, to allow her to come and reside in me again. She comes in many forms, 
kisses and cuddles from my dog, smiles and laughter from my children now grown, sunlight and warm breezes, the sound of whistling through the trees. She is known by many names, God, Allah, Jehovah, Creator, Spirit. But in all, she is light and hope and strength and love for those who seek her warm embrace. That poem, such as it is, is my own personal version of I Rise, because I am rising. I'll close with some of the words that have given me great comfort through the years. The original Anglican Book of Common Prayer was written in English around the time of Shakespeare. So even though most of the theology is dreadful, the poetry in it is sometimes beautiful. This is a prayer to be said at the end of the day in a service called Compline. I leave you with this. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, and shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Thanks for listening. Bye.